Hello, and welcome to 10 Very Big Books, a Malazan read-through podcast. My name is Peter Bond. I've read every book in the main series. And today, we're putting a pin in Reaper's Gale. That's right, we've read the whole book, and we're going to talk about our impressions of it and, and how we felt about this last part of it. However, as you may notice, I uh, have no co-hosts right now. Uh, my friends have uh, taken a break from this episode. You know, after seeing the recent Spider-Man and some various stuff, it's really become a huge hit. And we're really trying to cash in on the craze. So we're going to be connecting in through the 10 Very Big Books multiverse to have a kind of cross-verse show today. So one sec, let me just... I'm hacking into the mainframe. Okay, okay, got in there. Wait one sec. Okay, India, can you hear me? Yeah. All right, one sec. My friend in close confidant is with me, and oh, 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 our producer, AJ Falleri. Hello, it is me, AJ, the producer. Okay, last but last not least, the Dream Snaker, Josh Baker's here with us. Well, uh, hello there. Wow. What a what a what a crazy what a crazy world. Look at all of us from different universes together. I am excited to be here to talk about the book. I I do declare it is a it is a joy to hear your voice again, Peter. I'm I, extremely busy. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta make this quick. You guys both have chosen bits that I think will be hard to keep up for the runtime of this show. <laughs> no, I'm just really in a rush. She's a she's an important businesswoman in our world. Um, I'm in Alice in Wonderland. That's oh, her no. thing. She's in Alice yes. in Wonderland, Josh. I, 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 I have severely misinterpreted She's that. She's like the rabbit equivalent. She's a late for a very important day, Josh. <laughs> Can you not see she's a large anthropomorphic rabbit in this universe? Oh, you've discovered my kink. Oh, no. <laughs> my thing is that we are all cyborg people who don't have mm. emotions. It's like... We're all cyborgs in my world with these phones, am I right, guys? It's like everyone's on Twitter all the time. You are not like a cyborg. I know what a cyborg is like, and it is not that. I don't know what a phone is. Wow. No phones in rabbit land. We communicate telepathically. Wow. I've got to go. I've got to go. She's got to go. I feel I feel like people are going to be really excited about this exciting multiverse, and I feel like it has real crossover storytelling potential. So with that <laughs> expansion of our IP out of the way, I, I think we should maybe uh, turn towards Reaper Scale because we've read the last two chapters, and uh, they're both long. Uh, well, actually, the last one's much longer than the first one, but the last one's a marathon. I don't know why I chose such a big bit to start off. I, I do not know how to interject <laughs> with this current personality. I, I, okay, I, I told you it was going to be too big to sustain for oh, the show. Oh, no. Oh, oh geez. <laughs> hey, guys, sorry. I, I had to kill the robot that took my place. Uh, oh, wow. It's real AJ here. Not the robot. Uh, the only thing that's different in this universe is that uh, we have two sets of fingernails. Wow. Everything else is the same. <laughs> that is don't the most uh, disgusting thing I've ever heard. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Let's start this episode. <laughs> AJ, AJ, play the music. Here's chapter 23. <laughs> chapter 23. Onrak thinks of cave paintings and his past. Onrak and Troll then speak of the Bentrak and the gate. Olshan says he remembers his mother thousands of years ago but Onrak dismisses this as delusion. They head off to the gate. When they arrive, Troll sees Rudd Alal was mistaken. 
There is not one, but many gates pulsing with white flame. The realm is dying, says Onrak. Onrak goes to meet Rudalal, and Troll stays to meet whatever may come through the gate. Hedge and Quickpen speak of their coming enemies, dragons. They wonder about their own strength, and then see Menandere moving towards them. She calls them pathetic, and then they are joined by Rudd and Ulshan Prawl. Rudd says he will lead the Bentract away. He wants nothing to do with his mother's feuds, and his people must be protected. After some dispute, Olshan stays with them. Quick and Hedge will try their best to protect them. Menandere is angry and leaves, but not before Hedge puts something in her cloak. Shelfalor and Sukkalankadu look down on them. They speak of the Imas and how the refugium is dying. Then Menandere joins them. The three have agreed to kill Silchus Rowan to defend the Finnest and then kill the Imas. Menendor warns them that the mortals will try to stop them. They all veer into dragon form and go. Saren walks through Starvald Demolane, a world speckled by dead dragons, seemingly trapped here. She speaks to Fear about whether they will kill each other at the end of this long journey. Fear says he must do what he must, then he will awaken Skavandari and save his people. He is ready to kill. Udanis thinks the Bonecaster wasted her life. Clip says the world through the gate is dying. Udanis says Menendor is no longer watching them and gives his spear to Saren. Saren wants to help Fear. Udanis plans on running. Hedge sees the dragon. He urges the Imas to leave. Quick and Hedge agree they've been betrayed, and Quick punches Hedge in the nose to prove he can bleed. Menendor comes to attack them, but Quick raises the roots and soil up to bring them to the ground. Shelthalor turns on her sister, and Menendor dies. Suckle flees eastward, and Hedge uses a cusser to kill Shelthalor. Olshan Prahl tells Onrak that a jagged gave them a gift long ago, that here they made peace. Onrak tells him to stay in the cave and leaves. Prahl then follows. Rudalal is leading the Imas away when Suckle draws close to them and three Talan Imas defend them and die doing so. Onrak meets Troll and then through the gate emerges Siltris Ruin, Saren, Fear, Udanis, Kettle, and Clip. Saren watches Fear draw his dagger and move towards Ruin, but Clip moves quicker and kills Fear with his chain. Udanis, holding Kettle, is attacked by Wither. He's brought to the ground and is choked. Silchus Ruin starts to fight out of Saren's view. Saren uses Makra on Wither and shatters the Wraith apart. Clip throws Kettle away from them, but Saren starts to attack Clip. Troll watches his brother die, and Silchus Ruin moves swiftly towards him and begins attacking. Onrak wants to help Troll, but he feels Prawl behind him and puts it together that he is Prawl's father. He stops watching Troll fight. 
Saren watches Cliff, following Odonis and Troll barely holding off Ruin. His spear shatters, and she throws him the eye mask spear. Saren attacks Clip. Clip goes to turn on her, but she stops when Troll knocks Ruin to the ground. Clip rushes to him, but underestimates Troll, who knocks him out. Then Troll falls due to his leg. Silchus Ruin stands and moves towards Prawl. Onrak stands in his path and refuses him. With a flick of sorcery, Onrak falls. Troll tries to drag himself after him, but Saren stops him, saying it's too late. Udanis is barely alive, watching from the ground. Kalava arrives, saying she will kill Silchus if he harms her son. He takes the stone dagger, saying it is all he needed. Silchus moves swiftly to Kettle and knocks her to the ground, stabbing her. The corpse slowly starts turning into an Azath house. Udanis weeps, Bruin having had his vengeance. He notices Clip has escaped through one of the gates. Saren helps Troll stand, calling him her love. They go to Fear's body. She says they must return home so she can bury his sword. Udanis calls Fear a hero, rejecting the idea that he was going to betray Ruin. Onrak speaks to Kalava, saying the new Azath house will seal the gate and root the refugium. Kalava says the ritual no longer claims him, and he says he has all he needs with Kalava and Ulshan Prawl. He sees the grieving troll and is heartbroken. Rudd sees Suckle's body and knows his mother is likely to be found soon. Quick speaks with Hedge about the Azath and the access to Starvald Demolene, wondering what Shadowthrone and Cotillion are up to. Ruin has kept his bargain with the Azath house. He thinks he has shown mercy to Blood Eye, and then he flies towards Letharis, looking for blood and thinking of the crippled god. All right, here we are. And uh, actually, my multiverse compatriots, they, they, ha- they couldn't stay on the line, actually. We had a little scheduling conflict. So I, I called up everyone else here in, in, in prime Earth. As well, we, we uh, well actually, I, I am still here. So <laughs> <laughs> It's Josh. It's a joke. We tried to rehab the bit and Josh said, no, 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 no. <laughs> So welcome, welcome back, welcome back to the sh- well, not welcome back, I guess technically. All right, welcome to the show, you guys. Hey, glad to be here. <laughs> hey guys, it's been a minute. Yeah, uh, this book is over. Woo! This book is over. Thank goodness. India, where were you? What do you mean, Florida? There you were. That's the I was- answer I was looking for. Oh, what are you doing? Are we recording a podcast right now or what? Oh, big producer time. Watch yeah. out. AJ's Well, I don't know. You're the one who has a, jo- has a job to get to in a few hours. I'm just trying All to right. make sure. Okay. The producer's cracking the whip, guys. Sorry, <laughs> India. I got to start the show. Okay. So, uh, AJ, yeah. um, the chapter starts and we're in the refugium. And mm-hmm. uh, Onrak is there and he's reminiscing about his past. And we're also just kind of settling into him thinking about his family, which is God. kind of going to be like an important part of these two chapters. So 
Um, how tuned in were you to the Onrak uh, Olshan stuff? Like, did I did I know it was coming? Or like, yeah, was was that on was that on your radar? No, yeah, that type of stuff. Not yeah. at all did I think Olshan Prawl was secretly fucking uh, Onrak's son that he didn't know he had with uh, Kalava Onas. No that idea. Wasn't on, no, not on your radar. Not on my radar. Not even a blip. I don't even know. I f- totally forgot about the the Onrak like cave stuff, which I know is like a huge part of uh, House of Chains. Um, well, I would say it's a minor part of book four. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he created. Uh, yeah. It, fucking, I don't know. Uh, yeah. In it, a way. It, it's a part. It's a part. Yeah. It's a part. And I, f- I forgot that there was someone who he slept with that he didn't know who it was. And then I guess, sure, it's <laughs> it's Tool's sister. I, you know, I, well, sure. <laughs> and then they um, had a, a son who is now. Why? Well, yeah. It's so many just like uh, threads tying together that I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny because it's so many threads tying together. And it's also like kind of completely unrelated to almost everything. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I want to hop in and say like when Kalava was in a couple chapters ago, she shows up with, uh, mm, with tool sure. and stuff. And yeah. they keep being like, well, you've got to go. And I was just like, fucking where? Like, are we supposed <laughs> <Right>. to know? <laughs> what do you and think? then they're like, plans? don't you like, remember what? three books ago? She fucked. Well, thousands of years before three books ago. Yeah, a hundred thousand years ago. Yeah. Damn. Um, but I mean it was yeah, I don't know. I liked it, I guess. I don't know. I didn't really have an opinion. I had to read the line like a couple times over to be like, oh, I now understand what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was threads that were all so far apart in my head, and then were all of a sudden just like bam together. When uh she first showed up and was like, Hey, you better let go of my son. And it was just like it was from uh whoever's POV. Uh, and it was just like a, a bone caster with a panther sh- thing. I was like, oh, that's kind of like Kalava. I wonder why this one has a panther, too. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that, too. Yeah, so I good. thought that, too. I, I agree. I didn't realize until like the the, the next section when Onrak and uh, Kalava are actually talking. And I was like, oh, that was her. <laughs> I, was like, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it was definitely a slow reveal. For me. Yeah, me too. Me too. She just like as zip is apparently there now and I don't know. It I just it was just so wild. And how did how did she get here? Because everyone else had to go through these like fucking crazy ways to get to this place. Yeah. And we just aren't told how Kalava shows up. <laughs> right? Everyone else had to go through fucking Starville Demolane or, you know, be a literal god. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I guess you guys probably have the right assumption as opposed to me and Josh who are just like, well, if she has a panther cloak, it must be Kalava. <laughs> the only one. Yeah, that, yeah. Well, I mean, look, how many panthers have we seen in the series? You know, I mean, it could be the only panther who have ever existed. Uh, yeah, I guess well, that's I mean, true. Yeah, just, I don't know. Yeah, from a story thing. It, I, I also like no. Steve, Steve, Steven, we can't have any other fucking animal equivalent, but we can have pet panther. That one's fine, you know? <laughs> We've got to have behedrin and the eye, which are a type of dog, but panthers are cool, guys. It's just a panther. Also a- pigs. I think we, we have the boar god. Oh, there is oh, boars. Right, You're boar. right. There's boars. There's boars. And tigers. Our god is a boar. You know, you're right. You're right. All right, I take it back. Steve, you're off the hook. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, wow. Whilst we're just checking in at the beginning of all this, Josh, I was just curious how you felt about Rude Alal, because he also is one of these kind of, I felt like kind of background guys who actually plays kind of a bigger part in this kind of this uh, Ben Tract refugium stuff in this chapter. Well, first off, very appropriate name. This is one rude boy, and I like it. Nice. 
Nice. Yeah. Rude a lot. It has no issues just being like, hey, mom, you've had your chance. You're a backstabbing, hateful person, so we're done with you. Uh, and I'm a big fan of Rude Law, gotta tell you. He tells big, his mom no. Yeah. Um, and isn't that all it, any of us want? <laughs> not, okay. Um, <laughs> you've never, I was gonna say your mom's name, but I was like, God, maybe he doesn't want that out there. <laughs> yeah, docs are on. Docs are on the yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, India, Hedge and Quick are there and they're talking about the whole situation and um, then Menendor shows up and they're like talking with her. So would you trust Menendor and would you ever join up with her in a team up? Literally, absolutely no. If you tell me that you're super okay with killing your sisters, why wouldn't you be super okay with killing me? Preach. And that's like, like exactly what happens. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Almost insta- right. almost instantly. She girl bossed a little too close to the sun. <laughs> if you ask me. Girl yeah. bossed a bit too close to Mother Dawn. Um, or Father Father Dawn. <laughs> Shit. Damn it. That was a good one. That was, that was a good one. So they have the little conversation. She slips the stone in. I also have noticed that they Steve exclusively uses the verb veer when it talks about going into dragon form. He does like that word. Yeah. I like that yeah. word. It's a good word, but yeah. it's a good yeah, well, word. Just everyone's always veering into dra- veering into dragon form. You know? Yeah, I guess you could use like shift, but that doesn't really, you know. I don't know. I think I like the use of the word veer exclusively for that. For dragons, yeah. For, well, not for dragons, but just for like shape shifting. I think that's a pretty cool like image in my head of like kind of a blurring and then all of a sudden like quick change into a thing. I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. In my head, it's like a smear. Do you know what would be it more horrifying than seeing someone quickly change into a dragon? What? Would be some, watching someone slowly transform into a dragon. <laughs> Do you know how fucking upsetting that would be? Yeah, yeah buddy. <laughs> What if they did the Sounds whole Transformers style thing and kind of just like twisted all their bones and bodies? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, um, that. So anyway, so the three uh, the three girl bosses meet up, as India said, and they all uh, come up with their have agreed that they're going to kill Silchus Rowan, defend the fin- Finnis, kill the Imass, and then Menendor's like, by the way, my shitty son with them. You know, uh, <laughs> not to paraphrase. You know, I mean, but first, but first, Manandor meets uh, Quick Ben and Hedge, and they're just yeah. like, "Yeah, what's good?" And, and she's, she's like, she calls them stupid, essentially. Yeah, she's it's like, really, I hate it's you. Pretty funny. And then correct me uh, if I'm, or or just like to clarify something. Mm. Menandre thinks that Quick Ben gave her the finest, but he just like sleight of hand gave her a different stone. I think he actually put the finest in her pocket without put the real finest in her pocket. The real finest in her pocket. No. Okay. Then what stone did he put in her pocket? Uh, I think he put something else in her pocket. The, the, my understanding is the real, the, the, the real finest is with, Oh, oh that's right. right. They it's gave the it to ocean prawl, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Right. It's the dagger. Son, yeah. Right. So, Okay. Right. So what's yeah? So that is confusing. I wonder what stone he put in there because he didn't like do anything with that stone. It felt like maybe it was something to do with the magic he did to bring them down. Oh, could be yeah. But but I feel like that's a thing that you'd maybe like describe in like a sentence, maybe. But I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. To be honest, I mix up the sisters so much. I actually thought Fair. it was something else. So hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. So uh, they all veer, and then we cut to Saren, who is. Uh, going through Starvald Demolane and things are, uh, you know, things are about to go bad, essentially. And we'll talk about that. But um, 
AJ, did you kind of know we were all going to meet up and party? Did you did you know did you see that's where we were going? I mean, I I should have, I think, because like that's how these books end is like yep. everything yep. converges and it's like, "Oh, well, duh, yeah, obviously." But no, I didn't think that until it was happening. But the one thing that kind of struck me at the very beginning of this Saren section is when she's noticing the dragons and is like, "This wasn't a slaughter. They like knew they were going to die and just kind of like piled up because like that's how just that's like the way that dragons die is they all just like get together and then they just died slowly she said there was like no struggle there was no like whatever there was no massacre yeah, I or think something someone compares it to a flies trapped in a window or something right yeah. and they were just kind of just like there and dying um which i thought was really interesting considering the last time we talked about that there was like this wild dragon genocide um which i mean i guess there could still be a, a slow genocide which stinks but it, it just kind of struck me as like a, oh like I don't know. There's something up with the Starvald Demolene generally, right? Where it's like dying or something. Um, and the dragons that were there were just like, well, okay. <laughs> there wasn't some sort of like huge battle or something that resulted in this like mass extinction. They just kind of died. No. Kind of sad, actually. It is a little sad. Yeah. And uh, Udonis is with them. He gives the spear to Saren. And uh, I want to talk about that stuff in a sec. So, Josh. The, this is where we get the betrayals, the, you know, they turn, the sisters turn on each other. They try and attack Hedgen quick. Um, the one gets away, uh, Suckle Andal- Andalou, da- <coughs> Dup- Dapple, da- da- that's how I said her name. Also, yeah. I recorded the script without you guys, and the whole time I kept oh. saying those names, I was just like, each one of these is wrong. And I also <laughs> changed how I was saying Menandere halfway through it. Yeah. That's... I think I said like Menandor, Menandere, Menandor, you know, I just said every fucking thing. Anyway. <laughs> well, Pete, I think the, the community will give you a pass. You've got such a clean record with that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's the one time. <laughs> we all get one. Um uh Josh, do you shed any tears for uh these three sisters? No. Uh in the grand scheme of the of this book, I think there have been no it's hard to pick dumber people than these than this trio. <laughs> like start to finish all of their actions. So I mean, truthfully, what do they accomplish other than hedge and quick ben? not being near the other fight you know it's it's useless if if a if a ghost and a wizard can stop you and your three dragons like come on (laughs) get it together weak stuff although is the hedge even like a ghost bro he gets punched in the nose he does and he bleeds how did those be today they're not fun yeah bummer Mm -hmm. your friend punch you in the face Well, I bled from my eyes, too, so, you know, pretty pretty rough morning. Classic. (laughs) You were unleashing your inner force too much. Oh, exactly. (laughs) Um, Okay. So then uh, Ulshan Prawl and Onrak uh, talk, and uh, Onrak's like, don't follow me, and then he instantly does. Um, And they head off towards the gate. (laughs) Classic. And then Rudalal is leading them away, and the three Talani masks defend them. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, hostile raider. Rest in peace. All right. That was really gory and violent. Yeah, I kind of it, it. It was cool. It was good stuff though. I kind of liked it. Very visceral. I didn't like it. I, I guess I'm more mad. At, I liked the, the fight with the sisters, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. No, I don't mean that. Yeah, I liked that. Actually, it was all rough. It was all, rough. It was all kind I- of rough. Like this, this whole end of this book. Like every time somebody died, it was like, it was like the equivalent of like a. <laughs> sound every for every scene you know what i mean literally it's gross like the skin peeled off yeah. the, i was like wow oh, I, th- okay. I, I loved all of it 
I was yeah. so in. Very vivid. Yeah. So, so, all right. So let's let's get into, I would say, the thrust of this chapter, which is through the gate emerges Silchus Ruin, Saren Pedak, Fear Sengar, yeah. Udanis, Kettle, and Clip. And they're coming out to meet Troll. And uh, just a thing, everything breaks bad, I would say. Um, yeah. I was so confused. So confused. Mm-hmm. What so, happened? So the first thing that happens, Fear, like moves towards Silchus Ruin, but Clip uh, lashes out and kills Fear Sengar. Um, so, Indy, I want to come to you. I wonder, uh, we've been pretty hard on Fear Sengar on the show, and I just wonder how you think about him, how this scene hits you, how you think about his death. Uh, how'd you feel? What do you want me to say, <laughs> Peter? Do you want me to say that Fear redeemed himself? Do you want me to say that what do you, I, no. <clears throat> I want you no. to say however you feel. I don't, it's, uh, whatever. I'm feeling like the same feels for fear. Fear died the way, uh, a way that's fit for fear. You know that fear was like, oh my God, I'm just going to sacrifice myself for my brother. Ah! And uh, that's all I got from it. I'm not moved. I don't feel any better about fear. I think that fear sucks and is driven by that personal code that ultimately got him killed. I was so upset at fear for this scene because if there's anything that he has tried to do as a character throughout, it's like to have a moral code. Except that there have been two instances in these books where he's been pushed. And you know what he does both times is he fucking does the opposite of his moral code and he sucks. He left his brother and left Troll to fucking deal with the consequences. And then here, he's an honorable warrior who goes for the kill from behind and gets killed from behind because he just fucking went for it and didn't do, like, didn't try to do anything else to help anybody. And I was so mad that that was his decision because he immediately left himself open for Clip. And just, yeah, like, he, I, it made me so mad. I've, I actually, I wanted Fear to redeem himself, but I left feeling like, nope, good, good. I feel bad for Troll, but good. Done with Fear. That's right. That's right, Josh. I'm right there with you. you. I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you. AJ, do you share their sentiment? I'm mostly just kind of confused about it, I think. Like somebody later, and I think it's when Saren is talking to Troll, it's like, well, he had to do it. Um, and I don't get it. <laughs> why, why did he have to do it? Yeah. Because he finally had to save a brother. But Troll wasn't even there yet. Was he? He was coming. He no, knew. Yeah, he, he was. Saw, they, he, they were through the gate. He was there. Okay, yeah. he was, he okay. Like was there. Okay. Silchus was going to, gotcha. was about to, yeah. Is that what was about to happen? Silchus was about to, okay, okay, okay. Then I guess I yeah. missed that bit. But Fear could also um, have remembered that, like, his brother's significantly stronger and could fight a god, so leave it Sure. There. Yeah, Josh, I, I agree with that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's was just trying to, you know, protect his brother or whatever. I don't know. I I, I guess it was... Um, sad for Troll. I didn't really feel much for fear. It was just kind of like done. It was just like, (laughs) yeah, it was just like, oh, well, all right. You know, like there wasn't a whole lot of ceremony to it, I think, because but it was the way that it was portrayed. I think we start in Saren's view and Saren only sees she sees fears back. And then all of a sudden, uh, Clip is like garroting his head off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we see it from the opposite perspective of like fear coming with a knife to Siltris's back. And I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. And to be honest, also- I loved it from Saren. Sorry, 
perspective. Mm. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. What'd you love? Loved it. So much. I loved that it was not like, like it was like very much a real reaction to seeing somebody die in front of you. Like, what is happening? Mm. And then you just hear yourself screaming because like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then she's like, all right, I got to spring into action. Like, yeah. mm. Let me just. Yeah. But like the whole beginning of it, like unfolding before her and she's just watching, like can't move, just like seeing it happen. Oh, I loved it. Chef's kiss. Yeah. Good job, Steve. No, I think it's I think it's really good how she is because she's an active participant in all this, but she is right. not really the catalyst or at the crux of it, so to speak. Right. So she is kind of also, you know, so she plays an interesting role in the whole thing. And I think for her, she's an interesting POV to have in the mix there. Yeah. Always has been consistently reliable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Josh. I mean, I, I do agree in some way with what you say. Uh, although, like, in principle, I'm not opposed to killing Sultra's Ruin, you know, but. <laughs> oh, no, Sultra's um, Ruin sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, he is not a chill guy in this scenario. However, you know, I do think, you know, morals are all fine and all, but it's really about. You know, when push comes to shove, are you going to stand up for what you believe in? You exactly. Know? And both times he's been at that push, he hasn't. But then he spends forever being like, I must protect the love of my dead brother who actually mm. didn't really accept that love. But it's my moral obligation. I don't know. <laughs> I just I just the, the the fact that he breaks it so quick just pisses me off. I get it. It's a big moment for him. But yeah. So so clip rips out that chain, kills him. Um, AJ, did mm. Clip is Clip is kind of a antagonistic. This whole thing was uh, this come out of uh, was this expected for you? How did you feel about Clip in this? Not knowing this is where we go. Yeah, I mean it. It 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 was kind of a I don't know. It seemed like a different Clip, I guess. Uh, in some ways, uh, of just like like directly antagonistic instead of just kind of passive aggressively antagonistic. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, which I guess you can't really be passive aggressive with a garrot. You know, <laughs> um, but but yeah, I thought it was interesting. I thought the uh, his like, uh, I don't know, battle fury or whatever was was pretty wild. Um, I don't know. I, I, I was I was upset that he escaped. Fuck Clip. Yeah, I kind of kind of just fuck Clip. I think Clip was fun when we first met him and now yeah. fuck Clip, I think. All my homies. Hate I Clip. never liked Clip is all I'm going to say. And I think mm. that this seemed very much, doesn't Clip come from like a group of priests that all worship him, Scavendari? I mean- No, um, they worship by Animander Rake. Animander Rake. Yeah. But he is their like assassin. Like he he, he is their- He's their mortal know, sword of Animander Rake. Mortal sword, right. Crazy. Yeah. So like, if I were Clip, I also would ride hard yeah. for my mortal sword. But it was just very like, I feel like Clip's very like, sassy like you said and it was just very strange to see him be like so like crazy lethal immediately with no i build up well what yeah. i i'm so confused by what his like why he felt compelled to do this you know like this felt very personal killing fear and then going after udanas felt so personal when like the, the rest of it was weird yeah like who he chose to go after in this moment. Yeah. And then later that scene with him later, I I'm very interested in his, you know, motivations. Well, as you can, as you saw in the epilogue, it's our not, not our last seeing of clip. Right. right so right, right. we will be able to follow up on him, but back here at this gate, Udonis is kind of 
brought to the ground is being attacked by Wither, but uh, Saren uses Makran, kind of like kind of destroys the wraith. This Makras comes into use. India, she's like blasting magic this whole fucking fight. <coughs> yeah. Uh, did you think she had that in her, or did you feel like it was more of just like the kind of mind ooh magic? You know. I loved it. Um, I think that it was like she had no other choice. And she was like, well, might as well give it all I've got. And it wasn't enough. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yes, she had a lot in her, but like the outcome was still fucking horrible. Mm -hmm. Everyone that they wanted to kill, they killed. (laughs) Except for Troll. They didn't get Trill. Troll. Oh, it's true. True. uh, Udenas lived. Udenas lived. Barely. Barely. Not Kettle. Yeah, not Kettle. Fuck that. Yeah. Well, that was, yeah. Yeah. That's the only one I cared about. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Troll watches Fear die. Um, Silchus Ruin comes in, starts giving him the business, but uh, Troll's holding him back. And uh, in the background, Olmrak, uh is like, oh, I should help. But then he's like, <laughs> wait, I'm a dad. I can't do that to my baby boy. AJ, do you think Onrak should have got in there? Yes. <laughs> you yeah. think he should have just left his baby boy? It's not a baby. His 100,000-year-old baby boy. <laughs> right. Baby that boy? he, like, didn't know until just right. now. Right, that he was like, wait, is this, am, is this my son? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you fucking idiot. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have a moral obligation now. <laughs> just like, <laughs> all of a sudden. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely, he should have done something, I think, right? Like, he's he's a good fighter. Like, we've seen it, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. One thing I did want to uh, uh, still talk about Troll and back to referencing clip a little bit uh is when udinas is watching clip fight troll he's like you know troll is fighting with a spear and earlier clip was talking about how shitty of a weapon a spear was uh and udinas is like look at you stupid ass getting your ass whooped by a fucking spear you motherfucker you suck really good shit i really really so so wonderful got his fucking ass beat by this stone spear it was it ruled it was so good yeah so uh Saren gives Troll the, the eye mask spear mm-hmm. and then uh, he kind of fends off Ruin for a bit and then Clip goes to attack him. But uh, Troll kind of gets the better on Clip and uh, kind of ultimately gets him out of this whole fight. It's good shit. But then mm-hmm. Silch's Ruin stands up. He goes over and like essentially just like CU's on rack. <laughs> just uh, <laughs> does the father does nothing to stop to protect his baby boy. Yeah. Kalava arrives and is like, yo, Silchus, you best not be hurt of my son. Takes the dagger and uh, Silchus goes over and uh, plunges it into Kettle. Mm. Josh, how'd you feel? <laughs> Bad. But like, we knew something was going to happen. You know, it was clear. Yeah. Udinas, I mean, I felt like when Udinas started being extra nice to Kettle, I was like, ah, she's dead. Mm. There's he knows something and he's trying to be nice to her in her last few days. I didn't expect her to get murdered to become an Azath house, but you know, that's really not something no one expects. <laughs> yeah. But I guess no. it makes sense, right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she was, was made by the by them. When the roots started coming out of her. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So disturbing. So disturbing. And sad. Yeah. Really sad. Fuck. She, I was pissed. She lived a sad life. And <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. For nothing. That was so horrible. And it was like the plan all along. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I, was, and yeah. And that was just so fucked. Yeah. And it, that's why Adonis is crying. He's like, he knows. And he's like, and I knew she knew, you know. Yeah. Oh, 
I was I was so upset. Yeah. I was floored. <laughs> I didn't expect it. Yeah, this was <laughs> the, this was a I lift expected. my book above my head moment. Like yeah, just and then but and it's so crazy because this is in the, in the midst of just like person after person after person <laughs> after person yeah, dying. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's like what the fu- like how many more? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, the body count in the in the last you know two hundred pages of this book is like maybe more than the rest of the book. I think. Right. Like in right. terms of like named characters. Oh yeah, this chapter is crazy, and then the next chapter is you know a whole other thing. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, Kettle's the last one to die here. As uh, yes, India. Okay, I do have a question. Oh sure. So. When Kettle becomes the Azaf sure. house, they're like, okay, well, now it's rooted and it's never going anywhere. Mm, sure. Like the place that they're in. Yeah, the refugee inn. And that is where way back, like that's where uh, Rudalal and Co. are all from. Yes. And then, so when that happened, did they all come back to life now and are alive in a place that exists? Like- I'm, I was just yeah, they kind of exist in a way they didn't before because everyone is always like, they're dr- just dreams. Yeah. Or like, and there's all this like, are we just a memory talk? You know? Yeah. But they're not. Well, now they're kind of real in a way. Now they're real again or real for the first time. <laughs> and, and wait. And so why? And so that was a an agreement made with um, Silch's Ruin and who? So Silch's <laughs> Ruin, if you'll remember, was in the the Azath house of Letharis in book five. And part of the bargain he made to get out of this house was that he would make another Azath house, you know? So it's like he made a bargain with the Azath house to get to kind of do this. So now he fulfilled his bargain. And that's why at the end of this chapter, he's like, I did that. I'm out of here. I'm going to go do my own thing. Mm -hmm. So fucked. Yes, AJ. So got it. Got that. Okay. Kettle also still had the soul of a Forkrilla sail in her, which is now, I guess, part of the Azath house. I believe so. <laughs> and what was the thing? Like, killing her was killing a what? A finnest? So he used the finnest of Scabandari Blood Eye, and that finnest was a dagger. So he used the dagger to kill her to put the, like, kind of soul of Scabandari Blood Eye in, in the, the Azath. Azath. In the- and it's trapped there now. Right. Yes. Got it. That's some bullshit. And you know what the worst part is? Is that this has been orchestrated for so fucking long. Yeah. 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 She um, is the same person who took him out. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. That's and that, that's my understanding, at least. That's my understanding. So. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. So Saren helped troll up. And uh, here she calls him his love, India. How did you feel about that? And how do you feel about this emerging Saren troll thing at the end of this book? I feel nothing. I thought it was stupid and I wasn't. I mean, okay. We were all like, I don't know, guys. Are they are they in love? Are they not? And like all signs led to like, no, like how? Yeah. And uh, I guess we were all wrong and that they are miraculously of all the fucking love interests in this book that actually made sense. This is the one we get. Yeah, I'm with India. Um. Mm. AJ, how did you feel? Um, I don't know. I think I'm on record saying that I like it. <laughs> and I think I still like it. So nice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I'm not, it's not like a, a great 
like romance story or like love story or whatever, but like I don't you know, would, these people you wouldn't met, be like, I, I got a great romance story to suggest. Yeah, no, you like know? these people met, they had immediate chemistry somehow, and but they like, they liked. But people. but did they AJ? Because they met for years, <laughs> right. years right. upon years, they were meeting, and it was just nothing. And then they hung out for a month, and then three years later, they bang. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's happen. never happened to me. Not once. <laughs> not once. Um, well, India, has anyone ever given you their sword? In fairness, that hasn't happened either. So see, so and, and yet, so I can understand. And maybe if you'd let us go to medieval times, India. Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> it all comes. Let the circle. Green Knight give you his sword. Bury it <laughs> under your New York City apartment. Marry that night. <laughs> marry that <laughs> night, India. Um, all right. Guys. If not, I'll right. marry them. It's okay. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. We can share. Um, very progressive of you. Um, all right. So, um, the uh, Onra, uh, Saren and Troll go, and and Saren, uh, Troll kind of grieves over fear, and it, then AJ Udonis is like, he was <laughs> such a good guy. Yeah, I really liked him. <laughs> yeah. Well, he said he was proud uh, to have known him. <laughs> what India? This whole section, guys, we all need to either agree or you're wrong, was just so, what the fuck? What now, you- Udinas? Oh, well, well, he did sacrifice himself for his brother, so I- I'm better to have known him. I've hated him since mm-hmm. day one. I've hated him since I have worked for his family. But now that he's dead. Guess he was just being nice. Can't say a bad thing about him. And he was also he like, he was, was definitely not nice. betraying Siltus for a while. He was not doing that at all. Yeah, yeah I, think I think he, he yeah, just no, lying he to make Troll Yeah, I think better. he just likes Troll. Right, he just he just likes Troll and was like, yeah, your brother was cool. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that would feel really good. Troll is like, thanks for remaining uh, by my brother's side. You're not just says Troll, may you never know the truth. It's like, yeah, because they, they didn't. They really hated each other. That's true. So Josh then on rack is gonna says essentially uh, he's gonna hang out here and have a little happy uh happy little family. He's got a little son, he's gonna have love a domestic life, he's settling down. It's, pretty, I just... it's, it's perfect and I love it. There very you go. happy. Very happy for that. Why is okay, why is this one more perfect than the Charles <laughs> Saren one? Because literally, literally these two met in a cave and on rack didn't even know who it was. AJ, here's what I'm going to say. If you've never painted someone on a cave, you don't even fucking know what love is. All right? So don't even, don't sit there and lecture me from your ivory oh, goddamn throne. Fucking no. God. I agree. And also, like, I'm just saying, we all want, we all want adult sons to show up and be like, dad, that's what we all want, you know? It's, there's two of them here. You gotta step up to the plate. There are two different. step up to the plate. We've got two different adult sons here looking for some, for some dad time. And that's beautiful. Oh my God. Um, Facts. So, uh, Rudd then sees, uh, Suckle and kind of is like, oh, my mom's probably dead too. He doesn't seem too torn up about it, to be honest. Uh, Pete, Pete, remind me. So uh. Menandere gets killed by Shelthalor. Shelthalor. Yes. In the and beginning. Then, yeah. And then Shelthalor. And then Shelthalor is the one who gets the cusser in her. In, in, in her open wound yeah. stomach. And yeah. They kind of like from throw. the inside. And dies. And then so, and then Shelthalor. goes to find, follow the Yamas, and then she's the one the Yamas kill. Them. kill. Yes, got it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. 
they planned to get her from like they that was oh a, those I really four liked what they those did four there. that was a nice moment for them considering I don't know anything they about did them. so good yeah I think they were, yeah they did so good that was so that was disgusting especially yeah. especially like the long the long the bears <laughs> with the with, the, with the weird long arms yeah I was like that sounds terrifying <laughs> um. Um, but why was she stuck in her human form? Because she had taken so much damage. Yeah, it was some. I, my memory is that it had like to do dragon. something with like the valley or like how the geography was or something. I I kind of mm. forget. Oh, it, it had to do something with the logistics. They like. I don't think it had to do with how she was feeling physically. She couldn't dragon, but they could bear lo- long arm bear her. I guess I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. Well, she she had flown away using sorcery, right? Because her wings were so fucked yes. up. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what they right. said. No, oh, maybe I was wrong. Yeah. Maybe it's something to do with that. I don't know. I only remember that because it happens again <laughs> later. That it exact does. same thing. It where does. They're like yeah, a dragon yeah. using sorcery to fly. It's like okay, we're establishing that <laughs> dragons can do this for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> um. So India, before we wrap up this section, uh. The, the section ends with Silchus Ruin flying away, but um, Quick and Hedge are there, and they're like, is this what Shadow Throne and Quick's like? Is this what they wanted us to do? <laughs> yeah. What mm-hmm. the fuck are they doing? Yeah. So, India, do you think this was all a part of their brilliant plan? You know what? Here's, I don't know, and I'm sick of there being a plan inside a plan inside a plan. Like, the inception of it all is so confusing. Mm. If they... I believe maybe. How do we know? I truly, to this to this day, have no idea what their plan is. Mm. No one yeah. does. Everything they do is random, and it makes no sense to me, and it seemingly is not connected. So, what could they want this house for? I don't know. Maybe something about the crippled god. Probably. I mm. think they want all that A's of the shit. Didn't he say something like maybe they can get to Starfield Demolane now because of this? They have an easy access to that. Yeah, Yeah. they can like walk through it. They can just come out here and then go into this portal. Yeah. Yeah, because they they made the place. Why couldn't they do that before? I I feel like an Azav house is a hard thing to plant. Well, they needed Kettle there to kill. Yeah. So why can they go through this this one? They kind of have some... They they seem to have a pretty easy way of getting through most of the Azav places. So I don't know, though. Yeah, they are they all dying? Or, uh, I don't. I don't know, India. I don't know. Is she on to something? Mm-hmm. Anything else we want to talk about in this chapter before we move on? <laughs> nah. Uh, no. I, I do. I do just like that. Um, head just like, wait, is this what they wanted the whole time? And Quick Ben was like, we didn't even. We we weren't even there to see it. So who cares? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not my business. And also, <laughs> Hedge is alive now, and they're going to see Fiddler. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, that made me. That made me tear up. Mm-hmm. They're off. That was awesome. Yeah, that's something I definitely that deserves an honorable mention. Yeah, yeah. Vid's never um, been the same without you. Damn, dude. Right in the feels. Okay, um, let's take a moment, and uh, we want to thank everyone who's backed us on Patreon. We'd like to thank the following patrons. Y'all are actually here. I got it. Uh, we'd like to thank the following patrons. This is Multiverse Josh. Uh. A, uh, a big shout out to our friends uh, Matthew, Irvis, Nick, Jest of Dunswan, Boom Boom Coombs, Rahan, Holly, Even13, and Older Cloud. Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody. Really helps make the show more sustainable. 
and uh, warms the cockles of our heart. I liked the the holly that was there. Yeah. That was an interesting little I try. I try, you know. Little addition. And also, I do just want to say, older cloud, I love your video game, Final nice. Fantasy. Thank you. This is a really good joke. <laughs> I was really trying to go somewhere else besides. I was hoping it would come to me as I was saying Final Fantasy, but I it didn't. So Final Fantasy Seven D because it's like an old person. I don't know. Anyway, okay. thank you all so much. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> Let's move all on. Right. Here we go. Okay, so let's talk about this book. Um, AJ, uh, yeah. the, the army is headed towards uh, Lethris. Yeah. And by the army, I mean the Marines. And sure. uh, they, they've built a barrow to beak first. Shout out, rest in peace. Shout um, out to beak. Kind of great there's a barrow like that. And but they're seeing all these refugees and they seem to be totally chill. Um they're like, ah, oh, whatever, another army's here, you know, some Marines. And then we kind of check in with a variety of soldiers as they're kind of making their way towards the city. I wonder uh who kind of stood out to you in this pack. I mean, we check in with Fiddler, Korkatar, Bottle, Korib, yeah, Hellion. I don't know. Who 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 were you tuned into here? Um, I mean, I think obviously the f- Fiddler stuff, because is this... Oh, no, you know what? Sorry, the Korab bit was really good. So good. As it always is. But when Bottle's talking to Korab, uh, and I don't know, they're just... It's it's just Korab being like, ah, I'm very lucky. <laughs> it's just very funny. <laughs> Not, none of these bits really, like, super spoke to me. The Hellion just like, oh, well, people are leaving stuff on this barrow, so I guess I should leave something. Uh, was kind of funny, uh, and then also her thinking that everybody's hair being white and their <laughs> their stuff being fixed oh was, God, a, was a gag, so a, good, like so a, good. just a, a joke purely against her. That was funny. <laughs> Other than that, I don't think like this this little bit was was too too involved, interesting for me. Josh, any of these soldiers step out at you? I think we went. I think you got through them. I, I think they were all well. I loved Korok and Tar talking because uh, I love I love the soldiers just chatting and getting a little bit more about them. And those those two's conversation was really funny. Tar has essentially fucking said nothing for four books or whatever. So having him just be kind of a wise ass, I was like, I like that. That's an easy easy yeah. fun little characterization. Pretty good. I also kind of like their conversation about like. Well, are we soldiers of the Malazan Empire? Is that what we are? Mm. Are we right. like what even what even are we? And I kind of like that conversation, and I think it'll be important to come back to later on. I, I think it's an it's an interesting question. Sure, I mean it's kind of an idea that we've, uh, I mean we have been kind of touching on throughout the whole thing. Is like, are they like, do we still call them Malazans? Like, what's the you know what is their relationship with uh, the Empire mean, or like what th- their previous relationship to the Empire? I guess. Uh, like, what does that mean for them invading Letharis? Yeah, like, and what does their past as Imperial soldiers right, mean to yeah. their present? Yeah, I think that's, I think you're right. I think that's an interesting idea, but. So, India, then we uh, touch in with uh, Siren Kanar as he's kind of getting back towards the city. And uh, we had not seen him in a bit, but we're kind of reorienting him because obviously we'll follow his thread through this chapter. Had he fallen off your radar, this guy? Yeah, um, this was a part where I had no real idea what was going on because I had no idea who that was and what their grand part of the story was. And that's like always my largest problem. But with this guy, I was like, is this a new POV? Like, you know, like when you kind of forget and then you're like, I kind of remember. So I was with you 100%. Definitely happened. I had no memory of this guy either. And yeah, don't feel bad. Wow, really? Yeah, well, I mean, he had been in 
I think maybe two, three parts before this. Not that yeah. much. But he's the one. He he's the one who who arrests Tehal and stuff. No, that was Tatho Yathanar arrested Tehal. Yeah, I think Tehal Yathanar. I think I think he arrests the. Oh, he arrests he arrests the Rulat's parents. The. Uh, uh, Oh, I think he arrests Rulat's right, parents. Right. And also, he's also involved with the concubine yeah, thing. Right. Um, what's her name? Nisal? Nisal. Nisal. Oh, R.I.P. That was a sad one. R.I.P. a real one. So anyway, he, uh, he, he learns about what's going on in this city. The city's in chaos. And then uh, he goes on inside. So then we go on up India and we catch up with Lestara and Yil and Tavor. And Tavor's like, oh, this is actually not even where we're headed. We're headed another place. And Lestariel's like, what the, what are we, you know, what's going on? <laughs> so we, we haven't seen Lestar in a bit. What do you think of catching up with her and talking to Tavor? I'm kind of wondering what Tavor is. You know, everyone's kind of wondering what Tavor's plan is and her end goal. <laughs> and I'm I'm also wondering what's going on with Tavor. Um, I think Lestara wants to believe that Tavor is like, has the best intentions, but I think that she also doesn't really know. I don't know. She doesn't really know what to believe and what to go with. I love Lestara. I do love her point of view. She's very calculated. And I think that really works for her and Tavor, but I also feel like it raises more questions about what Tavor's actual motives are. I also feel like she's one of those characters whenever you cut to her. I actually feel that way, this way about Saren too, or just I, she, whenever you cut to her, I'm like, awesome, cool, some Lestara mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. What's going on? You know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm all, always keen to know how, what she's thinking about, what she's doing, you know? You did skip over the part right before this where the book just reminds us that Masangalani has the fattest ass. Oh <laughs> my god. That is, that is a like part of the book. Like an essential plot point is that every no one can look away. <laughs> Uh, she is she is nonstop sexualized and reminded that she is like, mm-hmm. you know, a lady. Yeah. Like Cassie in Euphoria. Yes. Very trendy. Just trying to keep it young and fresh. We're getting in on the trends. I watch that show. I know what Euphoria is. So we touch him with Shirkalal and we also touch him with Ratnos Hivenar very briefly, kind of see what they're doing. But uh, AJ, I want to bring us to Ubala Pung who's uh up to something in a cemetery <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah and then Ormley and Ruckett are like what is he even doing over there so were you were you were, were you tuned in were you like you know no <laughs> what do you mean was I tuned in absolutely not I mean I I, I I'm sh- I knew it had something to do with what Carson was doing but fuck if I could have any idea what it actually meant mm. I had no I had no clue I, I actually want to say this is one of this is one of the few times that I actually was like, oh, I feel like I know exactly what was happening here. Shock. Really? Shockingly. Are you serious? Really? Well, because Ublala Pung had been saying that he was preparing an army for him. And I was like, there's not an army of real people. Mm-hmm. And he had said that there were Tarthanal gods there before. Yeah. So when he was at that cemetery, I was like, I guess they could be there. And I kind of had a feeling that we would be getting some other weird shit because we had met the Tarthanol guy who took care of the gods like ages ago in this book. So I was like, something's going to be happening. I don't know exactly mm-hmm. what it is, but um, yeah. Well, look at you. Okay, so Josh, when you said I kind of called it, you're, you're kind of calling it was something's going to I knew, I knew that happen. he was go- trying to summon some Tarthanol <laughs> from beyond the yeah. grave and the other guy was going to come help him. Sure, I didn't sure, know sure. it would be like a metaphorical army to blast into the crippled god's realm yeah because who the fuck would know that yeah so uh 
What's the best name in Malazan and why is it Ersto Hubut? Oh my god. <laughs> Those two are my new favorite characters. Uh, Hubut. AJ, what's up? Why are you frustrated? Hubut, we but, you but, I but. But. Because these. That's very funny. These characters are the ones we see get engaged in book five. And I was like, this is, you know, it's just really cool that we can see these like random people who are how they are affected by all this stuff going on. But it, no, it turns out that they're gods. actually like two of the most important people to exist in the city. Yeah, they just happen to you, be gods of this area. Like, who you cares? Dumbo. Yeah. <laughs> who but? If you, you know? didn't read through, look, I'm just saying if you had never learned how to make an inference, AJ, you would have seen this coming two books ago. So. <laughs> Fuck off. India actually texted me two books ago and was like, I, these two are gods, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> wow, India. Wow. So, India, at the Patriotist compound, things are uh, going bad for the Patriotist as an organization. Uh, the crowd's outside, and things are also going bad for Tehol as an individual. You could say that. He's kind of... He's kind of getting beat up and then Tenel's uh, talking to Karis and they're both being huge idiots and dicks and fucking whatever. And then, uh, you know, Tenel's like, all right, oh, I'm going to go to see Janeth and leaves. And then uh, Karos starts beating up uh, Tehol and then Tenel goes down and <sighs> begins raping Janeth and gets strangled. So. So what what did you make of this whole uh this whole sequence kind of culminating in Tanel's death? It was um I don't know, what is the word that I should be looking for? What is the word that I should be getting from this text? Did he get what he deserved? Is that what I'm supposed to be seeing? Is that what I'm supposed to be saying? In classic classic rape scene in these books, like form, he died, justice prevails. As they say. And yeah, I mean, nothing more to say about it. It was one of those scenes. Um, I did like, however, when Tehol is like fighting for his uh, like to not die. And he's like, I can solve the thing for you. And he was like, yeah, yeah, sure. You can solve the puzzle. And then he solves it. I liked that part. Uh, And that was it. (laughs) And you sound a little frustrated. Are you frustrated? I wouldn't say I'm frustrated. I would say... I just, you know, we know we know what to expect here. Are we surprised that he died while raping her? How many people have died while raping in this book? A couple. A couple. So, you know, mm. are we surprised? No. Is he dead? Yeah. Was what does it change? Nothing. But so it goes. Well, I uh I I sh- I share frustration. So I I I feel you, India. I didn't feel it was his point of view was necessary at all here. Like, I didn't I don't care what this man is thinking and I don't care how like we could have had just her bit where she tricks him and kills him. Right. And I think it's just it's just as it would have been just as good. Yeah. I don't know what the the first bit added. I definitely think you're meant to. And in some ways, in in some ways, I did feel this way. Like you're meant to really like feel that this dude's an absolutely depraved monster and like feel good that he dies. But agreed. I felt that way without him think thinking all those things just the situation right. alone yeah you, you get it <laughs> yeah good yeah i mean well, murder well, him. the first part of this chapter where he comes in and we talk about all the sh- the awful shit he's been doing i think that is perfectly suffice more than enough to be more like, than enough for yeah. sure for sure 
It just it just didn't it didn't seem to add anything to have a one page of him being like, here I am winning so that we can the next page see him, you know, lose or whatever. Mm hmm. But I, I just don't know. Yeah, I mean, I haven't talked about it much, this book. I mean, I it is just one of my least favorite plot lines in the whole series. I, I don't think it adds a lot. And, and I, you know, I don't, I, I don't really get what we're getting at here besides a few easy things. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Him being particularly depraved. And of course, uh, you know, of course, because he's bad, we're going to have to have him engage in sexual violence is... You know, and it just does does. It's very frustrating, you know, but that's the end of that plot line. Tannel's dead. Uh, We'll check him with Janeth later. But um, to kind of go upstairs to where Karis and Victad is, uh, he solves this. Tehol solves this puzzle. Uh, AJ, did you, did, you know, India says it's satisfying. Were you satisfied by the puzzle thing? Did you uh, did you solve the uh, would you have solved the bug puzzle? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think we all got spoiled earlier on in one of the like in one of the episodes where the the tour reread said that Tehol sends a puzzle to Karis and Victad mm-hmm. because I think this is where that reveal happens. And I think like that scene would have been like, oh, he sent this puzzle because he knew this was going to happen so that then he could solve it. And then, you know, so I think it just didn't land as hard for me because it was it was like spoiled when Karis and Vic dad was like, OK, well, I'm still going to beat the shit out of you. Were you sure. like, oh, he's not a man of his word. How dare <laughs> No, I mean, obviously, that was the that was the mm-hmm. that was where it was going to go. But I I didn't think that was how it was going to end. But I did think that Tehal sending that puzzle, you know, when he did was like a play. I, I thought his play would be more than I'll solve the puzzle if you let me free. Like, I thought it would be. <laughs> A little bit more big brain than that, but no. (laughs) Just slightly, just slightly. (laughs) Just slightly, but it was, it was not. He thought that he would just say, I will solve the puzzle and you will let me go. And he would say yes. And I just don't know why that was what the the plan was. (laughs) Well, you did get Mm -hmm. me on that one, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I do like Tell's little, I like their little talk about humor. I think that's a nice conversation. Oh Oh, my God, that was very good. That was actually one of the most like, I I loved that scene because like I was like oh Karis and Vic Dad's a like a, a monster like he just is irredeemable yeah like he feels himself to be on such a big brain level that he has removed humor from his brain I was like fuck that dude he is a lunatic yeah pretty cool pretty cool also the, I love I love they're just like I don't know pour money over the walls all right let's move on from this yeah we, 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 we got <laughs> so funny literally such throw money at the problem choice. yeah. yeah. Um, we 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 got we got we got some stuff going on, but we gotta we gotta we keep gotta going. keep going. So um, I actually love this conversation between Josh between Tarlac Veed and the senior assessor when they're talking about the nameless ones, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I I know about I know about you guys. Uh, we 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 talk about you guys where we come from. I just think that's a little funny <laughs> thing." And then they both head out, and then this is where Karsa and Samar Dev speak about getting ready for the battle. India, were you feeling uh, more like Karsa or more like Sam Ardev in this discussion of Karsa's chances? Um, you know what? To be honest, I was feeling at the moment more like... That's a good question. I wasn't... I think I'm always just feeling like more like Sam Ardev because Karsa, like... Karsa's very confident and I respect the confidence, but I just really didn't believe against... Rulad, he would be super successful. 
And if they had the option to just run away, like, why wouldn't they? And I just feel like, yeah, they they probably should have left. They probably should have left. Yeah, they probably should have left. Why do you say that? Because what's the point? What are they like? They have bigger fish to fry elsewhere. This is not their this is not their issue. I would say Carsa very much believes it's his issue. Yeah, what bigger fish? I just, I mean, I, if I, I'm Samar here, guys, I'm not Carsa. I, I see you're Samar Dev right now. I'm Samar Dev, and I'm saying mm-hmm. we don't need to be here. Let's leave. What are we doing? You're gonna die. That's that's how I, I felt. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I mean, there is a compelling like, well, if we should just get out of here, type, you know, there's no 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 one's gonna stop them, you know. For story purposes, I understand that they can't leave. However. In the in the logical scheme of things, I would have been the fuck out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think I agree. I think it's either either they leave and they get the fuck out, whatever, or Carsa tells her his fucking plan. Like, just say what you're gonna do, pal. So we all are on the same page, and like we don't have to like, oh, I guess this is when I'm doing the thing I'm supposed to do because this was all part of your plan. Like, just tell people the plan. AJ, no, us, no one can ever do that. If you have a plan, just, you can yeah. never tell anyone. It just doesn't yeah, make it's any against the law. It doesn't make any sense why he came up with this great plan and then didn't tell Samar. And if you if when you, she's an integral part of that plan, if you need to tell someone a plan, you just need to be like, well, at one moment you need to do your thing, and you be ready because you'll know when it is, and then that's the most you can tell them. Like, what is the point of this? Uh, like pseudo cryptic bullshit like who can just say the plan i don't understand man did not know this was gonna be the thing for aj i'm it was really frustrating to me i was like now let me let me counter aj let me counter yeah okay what if he what if carsa felt that telling the plan in some way compromised it either by not trusting that there could be someone to overhear it worrying that samar dev would in that moment worry too much for carsa and choose to not do it you know, maybe he felt like the best way forward was to get explicit. Do this when I tell you, period. Don't think about it. And that was his best way of ensuring that it worked. But you can trust Samar. You can throw Samar the ball. I think I, I think the 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 more compelling part of that argument, Josh, is the like, what if someone overhears? I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sure. I, I, I suppose I get that. I mean, there's literal ghosts in this story yeah. that live in your shadow. So like, yeah, I guess that's fair. But the 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 like, oh, what if she doesn't want to do it thing? I do not buy because Carsa Orlong yeah, has been proven like uh, uh, for some reason, good persuader. Like, I don't know why or how. I'm sorry. But hey, hey, hmm. imagine a seven <laughs> foot know, guy know, walks know, in front of you. I get it. But like even <laughs> even to people he knows, like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I yeah. just like whatever. I don't know. But I, I, I guess I can I can grok with like, oh, it was just maybe he was afraid people could overhear. <sighs> Thank you for sending the Skype heart. <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I did not actually mean to. I was trying to get rid of the react <laughs> button, but I couldn't figure <laughs> it out. So I just there you go. So, Josh, you. under the palace, Featherwitch is there. Water's rising her around her and the errant speaks to her. How'd you feel about this scene? A lot of different conversations. It's really tough because Featherwitch is absolutely batshit insane. And like, good, needed to get rid of her. Great choice. But also the errant does something later that makes me despise him and he is irredeemable to me forever. So I would say they're both pieces of shit and I don't like either of them. Uh, and that is where I stand on this matter. Anyone have any other? Also, Featherwitch is like, Featherwitch is crazy. Like, she's like, oh, Udenas is going to come to me. Don't worry. It's all part of the plan. And it's like, what? 
the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Is this the part where she talks about how she basically used Breeze's finger as a tampon? Um, or is that the next section with her? I did not I catch that. that one. Oh, hold on. Now I have to find it. I'm unaware of what you're talking about, but are you thinking of the scene with, because later the finger's in a jar and shakes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Hold on. They talk They talk about crazy show stuff. Hold on. All right. All right. All right. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Feather Witch's sense senses the it's it's later. So maybe I just bring it up at that at that point. Or do you want me to, to just clear this up now? Let's clear this up now. We've just we okay. looked it up. So it's yeah, I'm sorry. Um. So it's right after Breeze is, is brought back by Bruce and Trana. Feather Witch senses the rebirth of Breeze Bedict. The finger still belonged to her, still had held drops of her blood from when she had pushed it up inside her month after month like a waterlogged stick in a stream soaking her up. Breeze belonged to her and she oh, would use him well. Shit, she did say that. Right. She did and say that. And that's why she believed that she could control him because she used him as a tampon. Yeah. That is true. Right. And then immediately after, it says uh, she felt Breeze Bedict pulled away, pulled out of her grasp by some other force. And that's when she reaches into the river to try and grab him back. Yeah. And yeah, the yeah. errant drowns her. That's it happen. I'm glad I found it. And I'm also sad that I found it. <laughs> yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, so, well, back Just to this Witch present thing. scene, um, it's quite a moment, so I, I don't know. Maybe there's no way to recover that during that, that <laughs> first scene. India, do you have any other thoughts about that scene? No. I don't like Feather Witch. I don't care that she's dead. Um, you were a Feather Witch stand for a yes, moment, but right? toward the end, Feather Witch was literally just living in a basement, like, do like, she thought she had all these plans and she was just chained hey, up in a basement. And you see everyone out there, it is okay. It is okay to take a hard look at your idols and, you know, reevaluate. Things. Right. That is fine. You do not have to commit to them. Yeah. Like, you know, it's never too late to change your mind. It's never too late to change. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if you take away anything from this, it's that. Right. Compassion. Compassion. Um, <laughs> So uh, we we cut to Rulad and uh, AJ. He's there. He's talking to Trevor Noel and Veriton, and he's like, "Do you know what? I should duel Carsa. That's what we should do right now." <laughs> well, how'd you feel about this decision making process at the upper levels of the Empire right at right at this moment? Uh, <laughs> great. <laughs> You know, it's going great. They're not panicking at all. Actually, it doesn't seem like they're panicking. It seems like they're like, yeah, this is the this is the right thing to do. Mm. It's like, Trap. no, man, it's really not. I mean, Josh always talks about people thinking they're the smartest person in the room, in the world, whatever. Uh, and if any anyone in this series or any group of people in this series have been prime examples of that, it is the the patriotists slash liberty yeah. consign, whatever. Um, everybody thinks that they're always getting the better of the person next to them. And they always think that they are the one that's going to come out on top and that they're always making all the right decisions. Yeah. Tri Trib and Noel in this scene is exactly that he, I mean, he's even got the thought in his head of like, well, I mean, even if Rulad dies, you know, they'll need me. Why? Buckhead. <laughs> Why do they need you? Right. Yeah. He's indispensable, yeah. Josh. His knowledge <laughs> yeah. of statecraft. Come on. They can't keep the system going without me. And how would they not want the system? It's only led to mass rioting in the goddamn city. And people love it. Ah, it makes me so mad. They're also <laughs> dumb. Okay, so uh, India, the Marines are kind of making their way into the city. They're headed off towards the palace. And then out by the old Azath Tower near the old palace comes Quick Ben Hedge and Troll. 
and uh, Saren, and they're like, let's get Saren and Troll back to their house, and they go back to the house and have some quality time. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Which is kind of a crazy play in some ways. You know, it's like... There's so much lot of stu- going on. A lot of stuff going on. Is this a, is yeah. this a moment, you know? Right. <laughs> I guess so, you know? It just kind of shows how insignificant they are. Um, Damn. So... <laughs> AJ Bruthen is in the sea and it happens. Yeah, dude. He's swimming. He's thinking about his life. He meets that little guardian from the last book. And then what's that? Our boy back from the watery depths. He is back. He's back. It's good stuff. Was his return ever on your radar? Uh, No, actually, I think in. Well, I mean, yes, throughout this book. Yes. But when he died, I thought maybe he would come back as like some sort of like you know, deus ex mocking a thing um, at the end of one of these books where he like shows up and like does a thing and then disappears back into dust. And like, this is why I existed, you know, Um, what AJ, when have these books ever used a deus ex machina? (laughs) (laughs) What the Azoth health, the the Azoth health that's been here the whole time. We all, yeah, we get it. We all understand the whole time. Acorns turn into houses. Come on, people, keep up. (laughs) But no, I mean, I was since I mean, I mean, with Bruthen getting sent to like revive him, there was no doubt in my mind that he wasn't or that he. Yeah, like I was convinced that he was going to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm glad he did. And I'm glad that just means that Breeze is like fully alive again. Oh, my God, I was so happy. So happy he's just back. That was like, but like. I didn't realize that it was so easy for people to come back from the dead until like these last well, two books well, where people are just it's this book. Back. This, this is the, these two books are the only ones, right? Yeah. Like he waited. He didn't want us to think it was possible. I, when we get to later in this chapter, I have thoughts on that India. Hmm. I'm interested, Josh. Pete, I love uh, that you said that from across the room. I can't wait to see how yeah. that sounds on Here, the I'll, podcast. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll <laughs> take, I'll take over. I'm interested in hearing them, Josh, but I was getting coffee. And then my producer was cracking the whip again. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like I can't do anything right for this guy. <laughs> all right. No, look, Pete, you woke up at 5 a.m. to record a, a podcast. So you know what? Take you all can, the coffee. You can do whatever you, you want. <laughs> you do whatever you want, buddy. I also just want to shout out the Guardian and the Sea God. For some reason, he's like awesome in my mind and a total chiller. He's like a super cool Such- such I mean, killer. he seemed sick in Midnight Tides, too. He just showed up and was like, fuck off. And then, like, that was it. He <laughs> just has really thing. cool vibes. I don't know why, yeah, but he seems like a total chiller. I'd love to grab a beer with the guy, you know? <laughs> um, exactly. So we do touch him with Janeth, and then um, we also hear a little bit more that the people are actually like, we love Tehul. He's cool. Uh, um, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. What, what <laughs> No, I just love it at the end. The the rat catchers were just like, we had to throw so much money at these people to get them to cheer for you, buddy. (laughs) It's like really funny. That was funny. So, uh, India, you mentioned before you felt nothing about Feather Witch's death. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did. Did did H.A. Josh, do you also feel nothing about her death? No. Yeah, it just kind of felt like it was inevitable. Like there was no, like... In, in the last in the last few chapters, like in the beginning half of this, I don't even remember when when shit happened in this book, when she like became the errant's, you know, high priestess uh, yeah. or whatever. I was like, oh, no, here she comes. Big, bad antagonist. And it was like, oh, no, she's the same like level of like has it together 
but now she just has more power maybe and it just yeah. like she just kept spiraling um, it was interesting yeah. interesting that it was the errant who did the do you know did the deed but also like did the do <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what i was trying to say do the do who fucking murdered her you know uh but uh fitting you know i will say i noticed i did not put that in the script so <laughs> I, ju- I just said the errant notes, a nudge was not enough. But uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> eagle eye readers may notice that. <laughs> that, he, that he literally held her under there. <laughs> the Easter egg. <laughs> All right. Um, and good news, India. So Hanig Mosig's crawling towards Subtle <laughs> Lake and he's actually it's all good. He's going to go back. He's going to rule the eater people. He's going to like heal his whole body. Looking back on it, how do you feel about Hanig Mosik knowing that he uh, is going to meet his fate here and uh, this kind of last little scene with him? That man has always girl bossed a little too close to the sun as well. <laughs> and this pipe, like, first of all, your people are gone. Second of all, you're crawling through the street. You're you're practically dead. And you think. No, but his child stirs, India, his child. Right. It's true. <laughs> it does stir. It does stir. But it's not enough. And it, this was just, again, one of those last ditch efforts. Him and Feather, which to me are on the same level of just insane. And yeah, like just and again, with the death toll in this book at this point, everyone dying to me just it just started to to become one like nothing was ever like there was no impact anymore i was just like okay another one by the guest (laughs) yeah yeah i I, this felt very much like um what's the what's the fucking fourth book of this goddamn series house of chains Chains. what's the one after that bone hunters Midnight tides is after Midnight tides and then bone hunters the sixth book is the last book we read josh (laughs) that was the last (laughs) oh my god that's so long ago <laughs> no. No, yeah, sorry, I'm not thinking of that. I'm thinking of I am thinking of House of Change. House of Change. Um this <laughs> okay. this feels very much like House of Change to me, where like in this book, Steve has let it be known we're gonna go east after this. And like, so as we were coming to the end of this book, I was like, Steve, you got a lot of motherfuckers to kill. And so this this chapter was him being like, We gotta go east. You dying this way, you're gonna die. You're gonna it was just it was ridiculous, but like Kind of has to happen. We gotta get. We gotta get the fuck out of leather. It feels like. Yeah. Plot lines are wrapping like, up. So. Every time yeah. somebody died in my head, I just heard like a boom. Like <laughs> it's like a <laughs> counter went up. It's like yeah, 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 okay. It's a reaper scale, you could say. <gasps> yeah, okay. It's no. Yeah. Oh, they don't. Yeah, they don't right, say that in this enough. one, do they? Did they, they say do. that in the book? When they do? Uh, there's a ep- epigraph where they say memories of. Oh, like, they the say like four count. of the titles of the books, but yeah, rip, the epigraphs don't count. Come on, everyone knows that. Josh, we host the Epigraphs show. You can't say that. You should tune into the Epigraphs show me and Josh do on the Patreon. Speaking of which, I just want to let it be known now, I love the epigraph to the epilogue. Anyway. (laughs) Double epi. So, AJ, this is where Ormley is like, I think Ersto Hubud and Pinnasol are that couple and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Um, They name it context. (laughs) It really got me. (laughs) What? The name and context. Oh, Ursta <laughs> Um Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is uh, they uh, they also take Bryce and them, and then this is when that Jagat shows up. Uh, the Jagat is the one who kills the Warlock King, if you will. Yeah. 
Although, it may, maybe at this moment, I don't know if Hannon's really feeling the whole warlock game persona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, is this the one who froze the, the lake? Is this yes. the same one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. This okay. is one of those things, one of those moments where it's just like, wow, what a, like a... It's not even a C storyline. That's like an F G H storyline <laughs> that had like one scene in book five that now we're kind right. like two, like two or three scenes that we're now following up here. You know, <laughs> just crazy stuff sometimes. I forgot about it. Oh yeah, you always forget about this stuff. You know. Um. So, so what was your question? No, it's just kind of no. I kind of like that she shows up and then they're like, yeah, we're actually chill. We know the name. Let's all just hang out. Yeah, and have yeah, a drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Just a kind of party shape. vibe out of the lake, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, H.A. instead lets, uh, oh, you know, some soldiers are moving about. Hellion finds a tavern. Classic. A.J., this brings us to Ikarium, who has his big moment here. Yeah. Yeah. What did what, you make of this? And yeah. kind of tell what, us what happens. What did you make of this? Because... I wish I could tell you what happened. <laughs> um, from my understanding... Icarium comes across one of his machines that has been uncovered because uh, uh, one of the buildings fell and the building was built just around it. So it was the facade of a building. Generally, this was, was the, built- this was actually the building that collapsed to the moment he stepped foot on land. Oh, OK. Yeah, that tracks. OK, so it wasn't it wasn't burn literally like shaking. It was like mm-hmm. his machine like dad. Yep, this was this was my machine. Dad. Yep. OK, got it. This was the scale house. No, this was next yeah, this to the scale, scale house. house. No, this is scale house. What? Yep. Yep, this oh. is the scale house. Yes. Oh. Okay. I thought that was just like it was like near the scale house. Um nope. fuck me. Okay. Uh yeah, so he finds one of his machines which was the, the scale house was built apparently to hide his machine. Uh mm-hmm. as soon as he stepped foot, it was revealed and then he sees it and he goes, "I made this." I made this. And he remembers that he made it. And he talks about how memories are like um they're not like they're not isolated things. They don't exist within high walled compartments. Instead, they're like branches of a tree, which I don't know. It seems deep and I'm not really sure if I can make anything out of it, but it seems deep and I liked the line. And then he says he has to do what he must do. He will have his gift and he fixes it and then it turns white and he he goes in it and then and that's Icarium. Yep. And a ton of people die. Yeah, and then and then, yeah, sorry. And then I guess out of that machine comes this huge web that is supposed to like turn back time or something. He said he does say the phrase uh, <sighs> enough enough living outside of time or something. Uh, I, I I built this machine. This place will forge my beginning. No longer outside the world. No longer outside time itself. Give me this, wounded or not. Give me this. If Corol can, why not me? So shit happening with his blood or something. Yeah, he's trying to make new. He's trying to make Web three, but for Warrens. (laughs) (laughs) He's going into Uh, the metaverse, bro. (laughs) We we had holds, not good enough. We had Warrens, not good enough. We're 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 hopping on those non fungies, baby. That's very good, AJ. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, uh, Josh, in in the emergence of this machine, uh, it's kind of a he. He gets a triple kill. Uh, sorry, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're he right. He gets a quadra right. kill. He gets a quadra kill because uh, if you kill the rat, he kills the, the, a Sivanar kill. Oh yeah, he does kill Ratas. He kills the one guy. He kills that, Taxilian. Uh, Taxilian. Then he kills the senior who, assessor. Who got a little? Taxilian was a little sketch. Yeah. Senior assessor 
batshit and crazy. Then Tarlac like, Veed, whose hair gets the shout out. I would say Tarlac <laughs> Veed is almost redeemable. You, I definitely, you come to feel something for Tarlac Veed. I, at least I, I felt, I felt something until the senior assessor was like, so what, is this your plan? Do all these things until what you get stabbed because you're trying to bring new order to people who don't want new order. Like, you know, and I was like, ah, oh, when you put it that way, still don't like him that much. Okay. Mm-hmm. He almost had me. And then last and uh, perhaps least is Ratanos Hivenar, um, who just gets yeah. blasted. Just Good. dude gets crushed. I do have to, I, I do just want to butt in and say really quick, I do I really love the Tarlac V dying section. Just like the the oh, it's seeing great. the visions and it's stuff. Great. It's really good. Yeah. Sorry. You asked Josh how he felt about this. No, it's so so in shaking the whole city, India, he frees mail. In the canal, yeah. bug gets out. Hey. Yeah. How you doing? So <laughs> Hey. <laughs> now, <clears throat> was this just like luck? Who knows? But Mail's pissed. Bug mm. is pissed. Isn't Bug the best? Yeah. <laughs> he is. He really is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, in that rage, I I I appreciate it. Um, mm. so it goes to, you know, save the boy, Tay Hole, doing a whole bunch of other shit. <clears throat> do we want to talk about that now? I don't know. Yeah, but- let's do that. Let's so so he's heads towards the compound where uh Karos is going to, like, try and kill Tehul in front of everyone, but Bryce shows up, and then Bug's there. So tell us about this, Inge. Amazing. Um, love it. Bryce was actually Tehul's brother, right? Yeah. He's mm-hmm. one, He's that brother. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was super sweet. Um, and I loved it when uh, Tehul was like, like, is this heaven? Because, like, his brother was holding him. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, Beautiful. that was nice. That was nice. Um, we love to see it. Um and then Mel comes, heals him. He becomes emperor. What the fuck? That was incredible. It's 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 the. So, what was the third brother? Hull. 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 He's dead. The one who kind of led. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dead. Well, I'm really happy that Tehol and um, Bryce Breeze live, and um, they were the best brothers. Well, Hall was the hottest brother. Let the record show. <laughs> Whoa. Um, I think Brees Bryce was the hottest brother, but we had we yeah. we've had, we've 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 litigated yeah, this we've, issue. We, but yeah, right. We have. We have. We the have. the brothers return, and um, but not all. But like literally, no. Like all the brothers die except for them. Like two sets of two brothers. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of brother deaths. In a this lot one. of brothers. I I, all I I guess when I said the brothers return, I mean in this scene they're reunited. Yeah, and it was really <laughs> sweet, really lovely. Loved it. Why is Bryce even alive? I don't know. Brought the finger. Back with that finger. No, I know. I know the finger. I know the reasoning of why. It's just like, and I know we all knew something. You know, that finger has been around a while. We've known about this finger for a while, and we knew that it was going to mean yeah. something. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not okay with people coming back from the dead. I don't like it. I don't like it. I just, it just, it seems unfair because, you know, a lot of people should be back from the dead, like Whiskey Jack. Mm-hmm. There you but, go. Okay, I was waiting for it. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. Uh, it was good. It was cute. We love to see it. It was nice. It was nice. Yeah, and Karos dies. I guess that's you know Bryce dead. kills him. Yep. Uh, I, I, what, what's what's there to say? You know, satisfying. 
Um, Silchus Ruin arrives, and uh, he's doing his thing. He's so underwhelming. Yeah, he's a part of this chapter, but honestly, he's just like kind of here. He's not a huge part of the chapter. So it's a great yeah. scene. Like um, him just getting fucked up by humans. Yeah. Right, and like, why? Why did you go there? Why didn't you just go on vacation? Like, why didn't you just go do anything else than engage in more conflict? You could have been fine. He chose violence, bro. He did choose violence. He He absolutely chose violence. So let's cut to uh, the real violence here. Uh, AJ. uh, Yeah. Carsa, like the lady Ghostbusters, has answered the call. And he goes to the arena to to fight Rulad. Sure. And uh, the fight actually started a bit ago, but he starts and he's like really only deflecting. And then um, Rulad impales Karsa's leg and Karsa slices Rulad's entire sword arm off. And then all the spirit stuff happens. Uh, Ubala kills old hunt. You know, you boom, 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 go, ska, ka. What you make all this? Fucking sick, dude. So, so cool. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so with you. I'm so happy you said that. Yeah. I loved it a lot. Um, I thought it was awesome just all from from beginning to end because as soon as we see the first scene of Rulad starting to attack and Karsa just deflecting or avoiding the whole time I was like oh some shit's happening mm-hmm. you know uh so I was hyped about it from from that from moment one mm-hmm. uh and then the fact that it was like he's gonna steal the sword by getting it stuck in his leg which maybe wasn't his plan I don't know um, it definitely was 100% was to get stabbed in the leg yeah, because he needed to have it without touching it. He could not grip the sword. That's uh, the whole thing. But I he thought, needed to okay, wait yes. for it to hold on to him. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, that's good shit. That was great. And then the Kurakan POV inside the mm. the dagger and then being Twa. like, oh, and then Twa. he tasted blood. And then, yeah, I loved all the Kurakan POV stuff throughout this whole section. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's sick. Rest in peace, Hunch Arbat. Rest in peace to a real one. Um, sad for Ublala because he was sad that he had to kill a guy, mm-hmm. but it, it fucking ruled. It was sick. I, I, I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> I loved it. Josh, anything to add? 10 out of 10. Such a cool scene. Very happy for Rulad to be done. I'm sad he made that choice on the island. I'm really sad that Rulad to the end was corrupted so much that he made that choice to lunge with the sword, but yeah. like glad that he's just like, you know, he's done. Yeah. Let's talk about Sengar's that in a sec. Hang out and, I, I yeah. do want to talk about this fight with Silch's Ruin we mentioned before. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. up on the roof, Josh, um, he shows up, but Hedge and Quick are there along with Fiddler and uh, they, they see each other. They see each other, but then there's kind of a fight and they uh, they kind of send Silch's Ruin fleeing with his tail between his legs. And it was great. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Silch's ruins a little bitch and, uh, got what's coming to him. That's what happens when you, I, I don't know. I have nothing to follow. That, so. <laughs> yeah. So it happens when you try do to you, destroy a do city. Do you ever think the moral of this story is that, um, mind your own business. I, I will actually say, I, I distinctly think that's not the moral of this story. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah no. <laughs> I, I was going to say that explosives are the great equalizer, you know, cause yeah. like, Boy, howdy, without those, they're not killing a dragon. Well, that ain't that the truth. Yeah. Um, any who's... So, <laughs> India, Troll uh, is like, oh, hey, Saren, this was great. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yep. I'm so in love. And then, 
and then you cut to and then you cut to the errant kind of watching him from afar now when the errant was watching him at this moment were you feeling like sketched out were you like oh what's you know what what were you tuned in what was up i don't want to i don't want to brag but i did kind of um predict to myself that troll was not going to make it out alive Mm-mm. i didn't know why but nothing seemed sketchy Every, like anything that was seemed like troll like i was just waiting for troll to die for a very long time and he just kept you know evading it and then i was like hmm maybe not but no troll died and but at this was- moment when you saw the errand you didn't think oh there I he said, goes again is this the moment i said is this when it's going to happen and then it wasn't mm. but yeah i don't know the errand also was just annoying like so annoying i thought everything was like fuck the errand I hate Ooh, him. what am I going to do now? <laughs> and that bothered me. Nudge, nudge. Um, Fully with India. Yeah? You got a big Aaron beef, Josh? Yes. It was sad, though. It was sad. Mm-hmm. Like, So, yeah, well, we'll talk about it. So, <laughs> um, be- before we get there, though, Tavor enters the city. And uh, as we touched before, India, Tehol is, uh, I guess, the emperor. And Bryce is the champion, and we're all shouting. Woo! <laughs> it's um, love it. Yeah, we, we. This is what we wanted. You know, this is what we wanted from the first time we heard of them. Yeah, <laughs> and they are even have this brief conversation there where they're like, "Yo, Tavor, like, are you like con- conquer conquering us, or like, what's what's going on?" And you know, she's like, "Nah, we out of here." You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. we're not interested um, in all that. And I think we can talk about it more later on. AJ, do you consider this a big win that um, Tehol's emperor now? I'm shrugging. I don't know. We don't really have any inkling of what Tehol is like as a leader. We know what he's like as kind of a combat, a combatant to systems. I don't think being a combatant, a combatant towards systems would necessarily make you good at running, running said system mm-hmm. or like changing it. I don't know. But maybe I'm not giving him enough credit uh, or something. So I... Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm excited to see. I the the one thing I will say is that I love that through all of these books that Tehal has been in and all the shit he's gone through, my man is still wearing that fucking blanket pants or whatever that Bug so made him good. in Midnight Tides. Every single time someone new sees him, he's like, "Who's this fool with his dick hanging out of these weird looking <laughs> pants?" And it's so fucking funny every single time. Apparently, his his smile though just like- that, that smile though, yeah, is the, apparently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I, you know, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I like Tahul better than I like God King Rulad and better than like if the, the patriotists were to take over, I suppose. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I guess we will. And, and we can talk about it more. You know, what does it mean? You know, I guess he's a good guy. So Empire is good, I guess, you know, <laughs> A little fit, a little bit, it's a little sarcastic, obviously. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it is like an interesting uh, conclusion to the whole like the the power that systems have over people and over other systems. You know, uh, the conclusion is kind of like if enough regular people come together and with the backing of some secret rat money or whatever, um, they can overthrow these systems and in, insert their own leader who is like a quote unquote people's leader or whatever, which is an interesting conclusion to that i guess 
Mm. Gives Tehol a chance to be a tyrant. <laughs> right, that's the thing. I'm like, I don't know what we're doing here. I guess we're going <laughs> to erase the Declaration of Independence and make a new one? Like, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. Wow. If anyone's going to do it, it's him. Like, the dude knows so much. That's, I mean, yeah, that's true. That's and fair Janet enough, And Janet at his side, like, you know, got a full scholar at his side. <sighs> yeah, that is true. Having a, a scholar be, like, his second in command is a good a good deal well we we can tune into this later on um more to that conversation josh um we do see saren moving towards the arena we'll talk about that in a sec obviously um but uh tribunal is like okay well rulad's dead dead i gotta go to the throne room organize the surrender and handover of the state he gets killed a little fist pump for you choice fucking choice yeah, Fiddler kills him, and then yeah. all the guards. Did we men- hmm? Fiddler kills. I'm pretty sure. What are we Fiddler talking about? We're, ta- we're, we're we talking about who gets killed? You said Trib and Noel. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, he right. he he round right after he's like, well, I have to go introduce myself to the new emperor. He rounds yeah, yeah, the corner, yeah, right, and right, Fiddler's right. like, Pew! and then all the I, it, and then all the guards are like, yikes! <laughs> not <Yeah>. us. <laughs> not us. <laughs> this chick seems pretty cool, though. Talk with her. Yeah. <laughs> India, do you shed any tears for Tribbin Noel? Absolutely not. <laughs> it's giving you the opportunity, you know, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate the opportunity, but absolutely not. Phenomenal. You're going you're, you're to decline it this time. Right. All right. So AJ, down in the arena, Troll arrives. Uh, he finds his brother's body, uh, wonders if uh, Rulad would have forgiven him. He kind of forgives Rulad. And then Siren kind of stalks up behind him and kills him. And then Saren gets killed. Um, yeah. Troll's dead. How do you feel, buddy? Uh, sad. Really, really sad. I don't know. It's, it's, it's loaded. <laughs> Cause like, I don't know, kind of everything he had been doing had been, I mean, for a bit, it was like for his brothers, I think in like midnight tides and stuff. And then he gets shorn. And then I guess his goal, like what is it? What his, his, his overarching arching goal, I guess, uh, from House of Chains to now has been what really? Fucking save his little brother. Yeah, is that what okay, I'm just I'm just making sure that I'm not like forgetting another huge story beat in Charles in Charles' storyline. Because oh. he's been around for a lot of books, is the thing. But I mean it was just like I don't know, deeply, deeply sad for him to see both of his brothers killed, not be able to really do anything about it, and then for himself to end up dead. Um it makes me sad. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it makes me sad, but I think it also like with Trull's death. So dies the final Sengar and so dies this empire, I guess, you know, it's it, it, I, I, yeah, I, I guess that's, I think that's all I got there. Yeah. Um, the final, the fully final Sengar, right? The There's actual nothing. final Sengar, right? Yeah. Last Sengar. Well, wait till that epilogue though. <laughs> um, <laughs> Josh, how'd you feel about Joel's death? Truly, truly gutted because I had the ending of this one spoiled uh, in regards to Troll and Saren. Uh, I had the ending of of that they're going to, spoiler alert, for like three minutes from now. I got a spoiler they're going to have a child uh, in a QA and a Steve did on Facebook. Yeah. It was like the very first question was like, any plans for Troll and Saren's? Because like, fuck! So mad. Um, God. And I mistakenly, after they fucked this in this chapter, I was like, they did it. They're going to make it. (laughs) 
had Troll left, and I was like, no, no, don't leave. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No. So I, I was just pretty fucking gutted. I was looking forward to them having a kid for so long, and I thought it would have happened in a later book. So when it happened in this one, I was like, oh, it's so nice. This is going to be their happy. <laughs> I was pretty wow. upset. India, how'd you feel about his death? Oh, uh, very upset. Um, wasn't expecting this one. Well, like was, but like it just it just kept happening where it was like, okay, it's almost gonna happen. It's almost gonna happen. And then it didn't happen. And then I was like, okay, maybe it's not gonna happen. And then it just randomly in the most random moment of time, very upset, was not happy, doesn't get a happy ending. Everyone died in this book, and I'm very uh sad. Yeah, I'm uh almost almost a little surprised. You've not always been the biggest troll fan on this show. Well, not being a troll fan doesn't mean that I thought that troll deserved to die. Mm. I could just do without troll as in a dramatic <laughs> plot line. But, I you know. know, this troll, happy-go-lucky, marrying Saren, having a baby, this I can mm. do. Um, none of you had the him dying spoiled for you? No. 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 That's awesome. I love that for you. I, I that was one yeah. of the things I was very worried about because whenever I Google Troll Sengar, the first thing that comes up is Troll Sengar dead. <laughs> so oh, really? Troll Sengar. Mine was age. Interesting. So <laughs> uh, people also go, oh wait, no. Troll yeah, Sengar feet. <laughs> Troll <laughs> Sengar feet. <laughs> Just want to see those bunions, baby. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, AJ Saren is the one who does it, and he gets shot, and then uh, they're like, well, what should we do with him? And then quick, they decide that Quick Ben sends him to eternal torment. Yeah, um, Hedge is like really, really... Yes, Josh. All right, this is what I wanted to talk about earlier. India pointed out that in the last two books, there have been a lot of people coming back to life. So why is it that they're like, well, Hood owes me one, and we're like eternal <laughs> torment instead of bringing Troll back? If Fuck, you owe right. him one, do you does he specifically owe you one eternal torture or does he owe you one favor? One Damn. one favor good for eternal torment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a coupon. I was a little peeved by that. I was like, yeah. I think you could probably cash that one in and get troll back. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Also in the corner we see the errant there. Fuck the errant. Oh, I'm so mad at him. This fucking the end of like the, this this final line of the errant section. He was he was what he was, a tipper of balances, and now this day may the abyss devour him whole, a maker of widows. And it's just like, has he never killed a husband before? <laughs> like I don't know, dude's been dude's been around forever, and this is the first time he's made a widow, and he's like, man, this stinks. Like I don't know, dude. I, I, whatever. I, that that was kind of like the he's kind of. I don't know. It, it felt kind of high horse-y to me, you know? <laughs> like, you could have just not done it, but whatever. So, India, this brings us to the last scene of this chapter where Karsa <laughs> arrives on the island and uh, he uh, gives Rulad peace, so to speak, because the cripple god's like, you should just go back. Your brother's going to forgive you. It's going to be great. So stupid. And then, and then and Karsa kills him. What, India? Because Rulad thought about it. He was like, mm, mm, my brother's yeah. coming. Uh, Josh, that's what Josh was angry about before. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, mm -hmm. you know, you deserve this. Put him out of his misery, Karsa, and then destroy the sword and then say, I make my own choices, motherfucker, and leave. Chef's kiss. H.A., how'd you feel about this whole scene? No, I mean, it was kind of kind of sick. I don't know. I haven't seen the crippled god in a bit. Glad that he's still sad and glad that Karsa's like 
still like, no, fuck you. I absolutely love after Rulad rejects him. How the Crippled God's like, well, actually, Karsa, this was your calling all along. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. This sword was meant for you. Pick it up and become a god. And he's like, bro, we've been here, done that. And this sword <laughs> is not for me explicitly. Is yeah. is the Crippled God secretly the funniest character in this series? <laughs> I do wonder that sometimes. So then Josh Wither shows up and he's like going to destroy the sword. And uh, ends the sense with the crippled god weeping. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry, sorry. I, I was Whistle. trying to look for the line when you asked me the question, but uh, Karsta's denial <laughs> isn't just like no. Uh, the crippled god says this this weapon, my chosen one, is for you. And Karsta says, no one chooses me. I do not give anyone that right. I am Karsta Orlong of the Teblor. All choices belong to me. Which is just <laughs> so fucking melodramatic. It's, it's so over the top. <laughs> It's so funny. No one's ever making choices for me again. <laughs> uh, which, I mean, I guess to some point, I guess makes sense to his whole arc of like. No, that is very important to his arc. I mean, that assertion is key to his character. So it's just really funny. All choices belong to me. This mm-hmm. idea that the individual is going to make all choices for themselves. Mm. So good. <sighs> and then the epilogue. Yeah. Oh, no. No, but Withel shows up and he's like, hey, can you break this? And he's like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then yeah, Withel's like, I can't break this. I don't know what to do. Well, he, he goes back to the forge and he just starts beating the Hitting shit out it. Of yeah. No. <laughs> All right. This was a really long chapter. Mm-hmm. Let's a, take a break and then um, come back and put a pin in this thing with the epilogue. All right, India, so here in the epilogue, Clip meets up with Namander, and they're like, we're going to go meet up with Anamander Rake. Our exile's over. Um, He's got to be held accountable. And uh, they all set off together, and then he also thinks about how he totally fucking lied to Namander, and now that guy's a chump. So how do you think Namander will fare traveling with Clip? I think that if Namander does what Clip says, and then last minute kills Clip, Everything will be okay. I would love that. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll see. Part of me feels like Namander is too dumb for Clip to trick him. Because, like, all we've seen from this is Namander's, Namander's pretty dumb, and then he stayed up for a while and saved his mom's life. But, like, every other section with Namander has just been him not really getting it. And I feel like Clip is going to try and, like, convince him that something is true, and Namander's going to be like, what? No. Just because he just, like, he doesn't get it. So he's just going to, it's just Too dumb, dumb to trick <laughs> Too dumb too to dumb. trick. That's what I think. Namander Golit, too dumb to trick. Josh, kind of our final scene with Udonis here in this book. Um, he's hanging out with Rudd. What should make of this scene? Him talking to his son. Absolutely beautiful. And I think there's a few characters in this series or in any book I've ever read that deserve a nice ending as much as Udonis does. Yeah. Very happy for him. Me too. I agree. That was really sweet. Yeah, it's just kind of nice. And then I like when Rudd's like, nah, you got a lot to teach me, dad. Let's hang out. Yeah. It's really nice. And then nearby on Rock and Kalava are kind of talking about Troll a bit. And AJ, what do you uh, what do you make of this little family too here on the refugee and it's family sound? Everyone's domesticated here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's nice, I guess. I, I like I didn't know that these characters were connected until a hundred pages ago. And then I only saw them for 10 pages, maybe. And so I guess they're together now in the, the Udnas, Udnas, the Udnas <laughs> part where he says that he had to tell Onrak that Troll was going to die. Just thought was like really, really heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. So India, we also get a brief glimpse of the Letharis throne room. 
What do you think of this new throne room? Do you think it's going to fare well? Would you like to visit this court? I would love to visit this court. Am I understanding correctly that Janath, Janath, and uh, Tehul are married? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely delicious. He wants her to be the concubine, <laughs> loved it. Mm-hmm. It was, it's just, it's a good, it's good vibes. I love it. No, nothing more than that. I think that they are fantastic and funny and cute. And Tehul is like, oh my God, this is like so much, like so much to do. And Brace is like, no, everything's going great. You're doing great. Um, you know, it's just all the, all the, all the, all the homies are together doing what they do best. I loved it. I'm happy. Um, and I hope that we never hear from them again and just assume that they've lived in perfect harmony for the rest of their lives. <laughs> exactly. That <clears throat> was my exact thought when we got to the scene. I was like, and I never hear them from again. And that's good. Right. <laughs> and Josh, you mentioned it before. It's the last day in the book. We see a uh, bug helping Saren bury Troll's sword. And then we get this kind of allusion to that she is pregnant. Yes. So sweet. Nothing more to be said. Wonderful ending. Again, hopefully we never hear from Saren ever again. What do you uh, What do you think they should name the kid? Uh, I, what a fucking Josh. impossible question. Wow. Josh, Josh. said Gar. Josh <laughs> said Gar. Let's go. Well, I mean, I guess canonically we have introduced Tim Sengar. So that's I true. Maybe. We haven't. This is the arrival of Tim Sengar. Let's say this is the Tim origin story. <laughs> yeah. That's actually what the new sequel series is going to be about. It's just about Tim. Love it. <laughs> All right. Anyone have any other thoughts on these chapters before uh, we kind of close the show? You know, guys, uh, my closing thoughts are, it's so funny that they're like, oh my God, the crippled God screamed at the end because there's an entire book called the crippled God. So <laughs> see you soon. <laughs> TTFN. Yeah, you're not wrong. Ta-ta for now. Talk to you later. Um, Yeah. I liked the chapters. This was a good ending. I, I was a big fan of these. this whole ending section. But what even happened? Remember when we thought that there was going to be some big showdown between like Ikarium and Rulad and Ikarium was like, actually, bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. That was, I, I will say, that was one thing that was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's just, Ikarium was like, I'm done. And then right. just decided to leave, which he could have done the whole time, I think. Um it's just funny. It just just, just was like, it, there was no like inciting event. It was just like, yeah, I'm going to go. <laughs> he just like left. And like, that was very Well, funny. I look forward to, to talking more about our big thoughts on the mailbag and wrap up show next week. I just want to say, I actually think I prefer chapter three to chapter tw- 23 to chapter 24. I just feel like I, I like the personal stakes and the more character fight. I don't know. I just have a lot more invested in a lot of those storylines than mm. some of this stuff. But yeah, I'll give you that. They're both great chapters, and uh, I look forward to talking a lot about them. And we want to hear from you, so please let us know what you think about Reaper's Gale. We got a lot of great opinions about Red Mask that we didn't touch on today on today's episode, but we'll definitely talk about next week. So our mailbag and wrap-up show will be coming out two weeks from now. Please get us in your mail and thoughts by around the 20th or so. We would love to hear from you. And uh, that's going to do it in for us today um thank you to my co-hosts thanks for listening thanks everybody we did it bye yeah it's finally over 
Hello everybody, producer AJ here with my windows open and recovering from the fact that I missed a meeting because I read the calendar invite wrong. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. As Pete said, our next episode will be the mailbag for Reaper's Gale, so make sure you get us your questions or comments about Reaper's Gale by the 20th if you'd like us to discuss your message on the show. You can do that by emailing us 10verybigbooks at gmail.com, tweeting us at 10verybigbooks, or you can head on over to our Discord, bit.ly slash VBB Discord. That's capital V, capital B, capital B, capital D, Discord, where we'll have a special channel open until the 20th to collect your thoughts. That link will also be in our show notes. Thank you to all of our wonderful patrons over on Patreon. If you'd like to financially support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash 10verybigbooks. That link is in the show notes. We will have uh, Josh and Peter's epigraph for Reaper's Gale coming up in the next couple of weeks and we uh, Pete and I just put up a special episode where we talked about Studio Ghibli's movie Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind so if that interests you at all that is over on our Patreon exclusively and as always thank you so much to Dan Gerzerich for making our spectacular cover art you can follow him on Twitter at A underscore W underscore Dan G to find out why he can't stop thinking about Ben in the playoffs and of course the wonderful music in today's episode including the remixed intro and outro track is by the one the only Amaranthan from their album Simulant Rain which you can find along with their other music including a single version of the remixed show theme on bandcamp.com links to their pages will be in the show notes and 10 very big books will be back in two weeks on february 25th where we'll be doing our mailbag and wrap-up show for reapers gale again make sure you get us your questions by the 20th if you'd like us to discuss them i'll talk to you then and thank you so much for listening But that's with um what's her name? Starts with an S. Um S- Well Ruckett and Ormley have it with that other person. I can't remember her name. Oh my god, where is this fucking section? Salush. Salush. Oh damn! Nice Ange. Fucking India. Salush has it, right? No, she's with them? She's always there with the solution. Nice. <laughs> but I'm um, t- Solution, Um. that was phenomenal. Wow.